0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jaded 1%. I'm Dave. I'm Joe. Appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you have a desire to be a little more interactive with what you're hearing, uh, you can reach out to us on our website, which is thejaded one where one is the actual number one. And you can also email us at thejaded1percent at gmail.com, where again... One is not spelled out, but it's actually the number one. Uh, You can find our podcast on the website. Additionally, uh, both Joe and I uh, do some blogging. We share some thoughts there, and we'd love your feedback on that. And um,
1: If you want us to talk about topics, shoot us a line. We can uh, write about it and talk about it. Uh, We'd love to have your feedback on all of it.
0: Yes, because we're... We're just like you. We're a couple of guys kind of navigating life, trying to figure things out. But we um, have the website, we have the podcast, we have the blogs, and we'd love to uh, have this be a space where we can all uh, interact together and um, just be genuine, honest, and open um, about what our experiences are. And so tonight we're going to talk about friendship and what it looks like to have a friend. If you're in the military, if you're a first responder and is that different than if you were a
1: normal person,
0: normal person, (laughs) whatever that may mean. I don't think any of us are normal, but there's certainly a level. um, If you're not in the military, if you're not a first responder that it's different lends itself to yeah
1: we're just different. yep we make up one percent that's we're
0: different. my guess is is that if you're in those other jobs people don't start a conversation with you by asking did you shoot anybody today <laughs> did you kill anybody today and i know that's kind of tongue-in-cheek and i think most people are being funny when they say those kinds of things but it gets old It does get old. It gets really old. It gets really, really old. Yes. I would agree with that (laughs) because, um, it's serious business. (laughs) Taking a human life is not a joke. No. Um, it certainly makes the headlines these days of having to be in that situation and being shot at
1: is not as cool as it looks in the movie.
0: Oh no. Oh no no, no no. It's just not That is that is definitely true. Shoot, just just having a gun pointed at you whether the trigger is being pulled or not is not a fun thing. So pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So anyway, um one of the things that we want to take a look at is does being in law enforcement, being a first responder, just being in the military um have an impact on the friendships that we have and i'm just going to say yes <laughs> that oh, does certainly oh yeah have an impact on
1: yeah it's uh i don't think we go into these professions you know wanting to have a a different kind of impact on our friends but i i think the the net result is that it just is different mm-hmm you know, being a, having other jobs, you know, so, you know, we go do laser tag or paintball, and everybody says, "Oh, I want to be on Joe's team," <laughs> as if I'm immune to sure. you know, whatever may come down the pike. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely misconceptions about what the work is.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, so.
1: I, I wonder if I've been treated differently. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know, and I think if I were to ask, they'd probably say, Oh no, but I don't know if that's necessarily a true statement, and yeah. they, they may not even know that they're treating me different. Yeah, I, I think it's just uh, I think it becomes automatic after a while.
0: Yeah well, I you know for me growing up, um I had an uncle Jim, and Uncle Jim was a police officer, and even as a as a kid in the seventies and the eighties. At family gatherings, I was very aware that Uncle Jim had the best stories. Uncle Jim <laughs> had the coolest stories, uh, you know. And now my Uncle Jim was a um, kind of this larger than life type guy that um, he was funny. People wanted to be around him. He was a likable guy. Like, I think if he drove, you know, if he collected trash for a living, he'd still probably be the life of the party, but you take his personality and you combine it with being a police officer. Everybody wanted to hear what uncle Jim um, had to say. And so for me, that is a, you know, I'm not going to say it's a, it it, it certainly wasn't a motivation for wanting to be a police officer, but it was, it it is a, it was a reality for me of um, my growing up being aware that this uncle who was a favorite uncle of mine, Certainly had the best stories uh, yeah, when sure. people would get together. And so. Um,
1: let's face it, if you're in the military and law enforcement,
0: they are the best stories. Oh, they're the best. Story. Well, and the other thing is, is I also think uh, Uncle Jim would tell stories that absolutely were not true, were completely fictitious.
1: Oh, well, let's face it, we could probably make up anything, and anybody outside of these jobs would probably go, Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Or, that's hilarious.
0: Yes. <laughs> so. And, and even things that like his life has gone on. I, I think back on some of the stories that he told and I'm like, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, he's like, that is such a, a larger than life story. But given who he was, again, both personality and the job he did. But we're sort of. Well, I, I don't think people care. I don't think people cared that the story was fictional. I think they like to be entertained. They like to.
1: Everything's a movie. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm hmm. In these professions, do we have a lot of friends? And if we do, I guess maybe do we have friends outside of these circles?
0: So I think there's 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 a couple there's two pieces of this. Um, one, I think there's again, as I was talking about Uncle Jim, I think there's one there's who we are, our character, our personality, right? And so I think some of us are more inclined um, as an extrovert to have a, a wider friend base mm-hmm. than somebody who's maybe a, a, an introvert. Um, I also think there are some of us that enjoy being the center of attention. There's those of us that are like, no, I'm absolutely fine not, um, being that. So I think that's a factor, but I, I think one of the things that does happen and I'll speak from law enforcement, cause that's what I know is, is that we tend to surround ourselves whether intentionally or not by people that do the same job that we do and one i think that's i think that's natural i think you could pick any job out there and you know teachers are going to hang out with teachers and i think you know lawyers are going to hang out with lawyers and businessmen are going to hang out with businessmen it there's sort of this natural well this is who's in my my sphere of influence this is who i hang out with so this is. But I think with police officers and probably military, there's also that sense of, in addition to this is who I hang out with, these are people who understand me.
1: Yeah, that's probably the biggest factor. It's like just this level of understanding and who's going to get it mm-hmm. kind of attitude.
0: Yeah. Because very early on of being a police officer and hanging out with my, non-police officer friends, um, there's, there's kind of this, first off I, I experienced a, well, they want to hear the coolest, the latest, coolest story. And I really, I remember going to a Thanksgiving dinner with family and seeing my wife's cousin's husband. And the first thing he says to me is he's like, Hey, did you shoot anybody today? And <laughs> my response to him was uh what Curly said in um City Slickers with Billy Crystal uh guy Jim Jim Balance, I think that's who the guy was, but I'm not hundred percent on that. Oh uh Curly. Jack Pallance. Jack Pallance, okay. And Jack Pallance looks at, at, at uh, Billy Crystal at one point when he asked him if he shot anybody, he goes, the Day's not over yet. <laughs> And so when Melissa's <laughs> cousin's husband asked me if I told anybody to, I looked at him and I said, well, the day's not over yet. And then like, I suddenly had this like awareness of like, well, the only people I'm going to be with the rest of the day are the family that are here for Thanksgiving. And that sounds like really morbid. So
1: <laughs> I think it's funny.
0: My intention of the joke was like, oh, that kind of, hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that, but it was just sort of this like
1: did you feel out of place?
0: Oh, i definitely felt out of place.
1: I think that's the biggest thing is that there are i think there's moments when i just feel severely out of place. And mm-hmm. i've been out of the military now for gosh, coming up on 4 years. Mm-hmm. My sense of humor way different. It's yeah. dark. Um, sometimes it's morbid. Sometimes it's crass. You know, and there's things that will happen and I'll laugh and I'm the only guy laughing because yeah. nobody else is in the military or police yeah. to understand why I think that's funny. Yep. And so, um, <laughs> it it ends up turning into this slightly awkward moment because I am the only one
2: mm-hmm. who's
1: who's finding the humor. And maybe that's what we do to deal with things. Yeah. but. I think that's one of the things I've struggled with is how we deal with stress is different than how the other ninety nine percent of people deal with stress. There's a really dark joke, we laugh. Yeah. It's you know, there's there's this element that, you know, we try to we just try to laugh about things. You know, I remember a few years ago there's a the, this video on the web and
2: some Marines were
1: In Afghanistan, I think they're in Afghanistan. I don't remember now. And they were holding the puppy and tossed the puppy over the side of this little cliff. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, eh, that kind of sucks. And that's about as emotional as it got for me. But that video created this storm of upset among the rest of the public, and those guys ended up getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. But to be in their place. And I'm not trying to justify the action, but being in their place is a completely different element. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I laughed over that or I thought it was really funny, but, you know, we, we just deal with things differently. So I think part of this, the friendship aspect is that, you know, I don't know. The job is hard. The job sucks sometimes. Yeah. And trying to identify with somebody outside of it is, is difficult. And if it's difficult, I'm not going to talk to you about it. And if we're friends, we're not going to be that close. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to open up, up to you about it. Yeah. So.
0: I remember being a very young officer and being um, at a scene of of an unattended death. So one of the things that for me in law enforcement that. I guess I just didn't know about because I was fairly naive coming into this job was how much death you experience. Lots, lots of death. And I will just say that if you die and people don't see you die, the police are going to get involved. It's what we call an unattended death. So even if you've got health problems and you die alone, the police are going to get involved. There's probably going to be an autopsy. And that was one of those things where I just was like, never really thought about it and as a new officer we went to a unattended death of a fairly young male and you know we're on scene we've we've kind of put the we've put the crime scene tape up and um got the family members out we've taken them to the station and we're interviewing them but yet you still have to remain on scene make sure that nobody tampers with anything in case something nefarious has occurred and while we're on scene my sergeant is making jokes and i laugh at one of the jokes and as i laugh at one of the jokes from inside the and this is the reality of it inside of the trailer that we were standing at the voice says i'm glad you guys can laugh and think this is funny my brother is dead and. Like, it kind of, like, was kind of one of those, like, oh, crap moments for me of, like, I really never intended to be so lighthearted, never intended to offend this family member. Well, the sergeant that I had was ruthless, and he knew that I had been a pastor (laughs) prior to being a police officer. And he looks at me, and he goes, you've screwed up. I think you need to go in there and volunteer to do the funeral for this family. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, I know he's totally screwing with me. And I'm like, Sarge, I am not going in there. And he's like, Officer Hogue, that is an order. You go into that family and you tell them that you used to be a pastor and that as an apology for your behavior, you would like to volunteer to conduct the funeral services for this person. Well, not only was this an, atten- an unattended death, but this was an unattended death of a family that like we knew well, like I knew the mom, the dad all the brothers by first name, even after having been on the department for like a year, because they were notorious for committing crime. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of those deals where it was like, the more he talked, the funnier it got for me. And I was just choking back the laughter.
2: But for the family,
0: it was a very real Like, the son's dead, the brother's dead, and we're out there laughing about it. And I don't think there's this
1: um, intent to be malicious in our groups. I don't think that's the case, but.
0: But my law enforcement friends understand that. Well, that's my people outside of law enforcement or the military don't get that.
1: Well, I mean, you just. How do you cope? Exactly. With seeing a body. How do you cope with seeing, okay, this person, they're not getting up. They're not waking up. There's no pulse in them. Their body is cold. Yeah. You know, there's... I don't know. It just, it it has an effect on you, but Mm -hmm. I don't really want... Nobody wants to go around being depressed about it either.
0: No. So what do we do? We joke about it. We joke about it. We find humor in it. Yeah.
1: Because the reality is If it wasn't this person, you might be able to find humor in somebody else's death if it didn't affect you. And I don't think it's necessarily just because of the professions we choose. It's Mm -hmm. just that we're not directly involved. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily out of the ordinary, but trying to explain that to somebody that's (laughs) outside the circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't go over as well.
2: No. It doesn't. Um,
1: you know, one of the things I wonder about is, you know, it, you know, we can reflect on this and what are our, our our actual friendships like? Now, obviously, we have friends that are not in the military or that are not police officers. Um, so what are those friendships like? Are they as authentic? Are they as genuine? Are they as, um, I don't know, dark sometimes. sometimes. As, as the the other, as the military and, and police friendships, um, I know from my own experience the answer is no. Those friendships, they're still good friendships but they are distinctly different friendships. And, um, yeah, I've gotten to the, I'm, I think I'm mature enough to say I'm glad that not all my friends are inside the military. And, you know, being inside the military, I have a lot of friends that are cops. Um, but I'm glad they're not all cops in military, and I'm glad that I'm glad that they're naive. there's this innocence that they have that you know which is a good thing for them. they don't view the world as <laughs> jaded uh-huh. you know as we do, so
2: it's you know kind of I don't know I guess I think it kind of helps me stay well-rounded. With how I view things and not being
1: callous to things, trying to be conscientious and aware and sensitive to people outside the circles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you? You what? What are your experiences with
2: what your friendships are like outside of professional circles? So. I guess I, I kind
0: of put them in this category of like my friends that I, I view as gosh, this is so unfair. It's reality. Well, it, it is reality. So I, I have a couple of friends outside of law enforcement. Um, one is a military veteran and he's been my best friend for my entire life. Um, Ken, and he really doesn't, I mean, I, so Ken and I have been able to, I've kind of shared with him like, hey, this is what I've experienced. And he sort of, he, he's very good at just listening and kind of going, wow, that sucks. And, and, and I appreciate that. He doesn't try to pretend like he can understand what I'm dealing with. He doesn't try to, you know, he just kind of go, he's just, he's a good listener. And um, so, so I appreciate Ken with that. And Ken knows me from shoot when I was like, 13 years old. And so, um, and then the other person would be cam and I know cam, uh, for a few years and he's only known me as a police officer. Um, and so I, again, I appreciate his, his friendship as well, because I think he listens to what I have to say, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't pretend to understand, doesn't pretend to but he's very again very good at, at listening and and um, being there for me when i've I've had particularly stressful or, or hard times. And I guess I consider myself fortunate to both have Ken and Cam in terms of people that don't do the job that I do um, see me as their friend and the the law enforcement piece. Uh, just happens to be um, something that I do. But beyond that, I would say most of my law enforcement friends are are kind of kept at this are kept at arm's length for me. Why? Um, well, I, I, I think one, I think you've you've seen it and experienced it firsthand when they want to respond to something that's that's a high profile news story. And they want to sort of um, say, hey, wow, that's crazy. That sucks that, you know, I, I saw it on the news and I thought about you. And, and, and that's a fairly common yeah. experience for me is that, oh, I saw that your department or your city was in the news and I thought about you and I wondered how that impacted you. I wondered if you were involved. And that's, um, I think it's genuine. I appreciate their, their effort. Um, but like I said, you've seen me kind of go, there's more to the story. Right. And just because something becomes a high profile event. And while I appreciate you reaching out to me and saying, you're thinking about me, you're praying for me, whatever. There's this element of like, you just don't get what I deal with day in and day out. And I've become kind of short, maybe even a little bit preachy to those people. Um, you were, it, 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 yeah, and but uh, but
1: I don't think it was. I mean, I was witness to this, and I don't think it was inappropriate though either, because I think how else are they going to know unless mm-hmm. somebody says something to
0: them? Sure. And and so one of the things that I think for me is people. And you and I talked about this earlier today. People understand the concept of bad guys and criminals. They understand that there's kind of an element of our our society that does bad things and they need to go to jail. And they're grateful that there's the military, there's the police um, to deal with the bad people, whether it be, you know, the police generally deal with it here. Mm. Military generally deals with it overseas and being deployed. And not saying that that's a, a universal truth, but there's kind of this idea of the military and the police are there to keep us safe from the bad people. Right. That part they get, that part they accept, and that part they're, they're very grateful for. But day in and day out, you see the underbelly of the world. And if people are having contact with you, particularly in law enforcement, they're probably not having a good day. And so this past week that I worked, um, we had a four-month-old infant that ended up, it's it's. A four-month-old child that was probably abused by his parents to the point that he's going to die. And on the front end of that, they initially reached out to us as police officers to help them, like help me get the medical treatment that my child needs. But as we start delving into their story, it's like, it's more likely than not that you're the one who caused this. And so that's a very unique dynamic that most people don't deal with. Um
1: there's no simple answer
0: to that. No, we had a shooting this week. Um and while I enjoyed well the suspect ended up taking off on a local highway and heading back to the city where he was from and I got to jump on the highway and do 120 miles an hour to pursue that person um when it was all said and done we don't have probable cause to prosecute somebody like in my heart. Do I know we've got the bad guy? Do we know we know who the bad guy is? Yeah. But we don't get to operate from hunches. We don't get to operate from this place of like, I know you did it. We have to, we have to be able to prove that you did that. Right. And so, um,
1: so when you're thinking about, you know, your work and your friendships, How do those people outside your circle, how do those, how do those come to meet? Do they meet or do you just keep them? You just try to keep them separate as much as possible.
0: So I'm grateful for Joe who's sitting across from me right now. I'm grateful for Cam and I'm grateful for Ken because they let me be Dave. But that's like less than 1% of the people that I know. It's a very small percentage of the people I know. And again, this is not like, this probably isn't even fair, but again, it's the reality is you just don't understand what I'm dealing. If you are not a police officer, if you're not, and here's the other thing I will say me as Dave Hogue, who's a police officer in Kansas, I don't completely understand what people in the military deal with.
1: Well, no, I mean, having not been there. Yeah, I get, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, it's, There are elements about each job that are identical, Mm -hmm. you know. And I and I think you know when we're we're talking about friendships, you know. Let's face it, you know, you know this this one percent that we that we call ourselves, it's we're cut from the same sheet of cloth, and Mm -hmm. they'd be on opposite sides of that sheet, but they 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 house close together, that they live in close proximity, you know. And so I think that when we're talking to people. Outside of you know our 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 professional scopes of work, um, those friendships are distinctly different. We relate to them mm-hmm. distinctly different. Yep. We the the language that we use is distinctly different, and the vernacular that we that we use is is different. Um, and I think that's okay. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> not that we're <clears throat> not that we're boxing them into something that's not fair. But they're different, so why why wouldn't we treat those relationships different? You know, I think that's I think that's natural. I I think if you were to see a group, a room full of pastors, that's a way different conversation than if you had one pastor and say his congregation. That's a different Mm -hmm. conversation. So, um, I guess the what you know one, um, one of the things you know. I I wondered, is, do we have problems making friends because of this? Because of this lack of connection, you know, that, you know, from people outside this. And I think I have moments where where I struggle, like I don't, and I I have felt this where I'm like I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to create a new friendship because I, maybe it's the moment that I'm experiencing. I don't I don't know, but. I feel like I have to give you extra work because you're not going to understand my train of thought. You're not going to understand how I relate to something. You're not going to understand my dark humor. When I laugh about something that most people would take as very serious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I, I have felt that, you know, in these, these, and maybe not a whole, I don't know if I've been conscious of it a lot, but it's, it's there. It has a presence where I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to, you're very nice. I just don't want to be. Your I'm sorry.
0: Absolutely. I mean. Yeah, I'm definitely in that. And I, I guess I even get to that point of like, I start hearing about your stressful day. And.
1: You know, what it reminds me of there's this uh, meme, mem, whatever, however you say it, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, And it shows this uh, guy he's, you know, wearing, you know. His, he's overseas. He's got his kid on. And everybody in the military knows these things can weigh 60 plus pounds. Mm-hmm. They're heavy. You know, you've got your body armor on, you've got your magazines and all your equipment. It's heavy. And the little cat, and he's got his helmet on his radio and it's, he's got all this stuff on. And the caption says, yeah, you're right. I have no idea what it's like to take a bra off at the end of the day. <laughs> I think there's that element where it's like, eh, I think that that's what I get. It's just the Okay. If you don't understand that, and you—I mean—you wear a vest to work, so you get this. Where you're just like, I am so ready to be done with wearing all my
0: gear. Yeah. Yeah, our and, stuff weighs about 25 pounds, which is not what, near what a military well, it, does, but, but it's still
1: but
0: normal. Eight to 10 people hours of yeah adding an extra 25 pounds. It, it wears on. It you. wears on you.
1: Your back is sore. You're ready. I'm yeah. like, I'm ready to drop this. Yeah. Like, there's no. I mean, you drop it. You're like, oh, finally. And then sitting down. Oh yeah. Um. I, I think that the, the sentiment is that if you don't understand why I find that so funny, I, I, I automatically categorize you and you're like, Oh, you're that special person. <laughs> and I don't know. You know, I don't know what I, I don't know. It's just, it's just uniquely different. And so it's, it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. My wife would may have a better perspective on this as, as she gets to watch me. She calls me a friend snob, you know, You know, maybe I do have a hard time sometimes making friends because, and it's not that I want them to have a personality just like mine. That'd be pretty boring. But if you're not like-minded, it's really difficult for me to have a conversation with you because if I bring something up and it is so foreign that you look at me like I've just given you this mathematical problem that's beyond you,
2: I don't know.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That, That piece that we want to relate to isn't there
0: yeah um so a couple things that I've thought about and this this isn't necessarily directed towards friends but just when you encounter police officers one it's not funny to say I didn't do it because you know what we hear that all the time and people you know say what? that people say oh it's not me and they like hold their hands up I didn't do it that's not funny um Pointing to the guy next to you and saying he did it is not funny. And I would just say out of like all my pet peeves and all the things is if you have children, telling them that if they misbehave, I'm going to take them to jail is the biggest like, please don't do that. Because I, I would much rather your child see me as somebody that's going to help them in a time of need than the guy that's going to haul them off to jail because they did something bad. I, w- I will
1: say this when my children have
0: refused to buckle up in the car, <laughs> I, I have said, I'm going to have that police officer come over and talk to you. Well, that's, that's a legitimate, like if they're not buckling up, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, and again, it's just, it, it gets old. It gets old. It's not funny. It's not original. We've heard it before. And you know what? Donut jokes. I, I I will accept the donut jokes because it's, it's the cliche and I will eat donuts in uniform and I have no problem with it. But just <laughs> I, be aware that if you tell a donut joke to a cop, he's already heard it <laughs> and he's probably already heard it multiple times. So,
1: so my childhood best friend
0: after he became a cop put uh, on his phone when you could, uh,
1: you could put like your name or something on the screen. He put pig on his, I'm like, really? He goes, why not? It's funny. I'm like, <laughs> 16 years later, I'm not sure you think it's funny oh, anymore. Right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that 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 friendships are different. Um, Being in the military, being a police officer, uh, I would encourage people to have those friendships outside of those those professions. And I would totally agree with that. I'm grateful for the the couple that I do have that. <laughs> the two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, I, it, there's truly this kind of element of like, don't really care. You're Dave. And so that's, that's, uh, that's good for me. I appreciate that. Do you have
1: problems making new friends?
0: (sighs) Do I have problems making new friends? Um, again, this is one of those questions I think that kind of comes from, um, personality versus the job that you do, because I do consider myself an introvert. And so, um, I feel like personally, my issue with making new friends more comes from the being an introvert than it does from being a police officer. All right. Well, let's speak
1: from the police side of things. Do you think your job <clears throat> being uh, a very unique one has influenced you in your ability to make? friends?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm much more guarded. Yeah. I'm not as willing to share information. And I think yeah.
1: that's the key. I think that's what I was looking for is that.
2: I think that's very common. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's
1: unique to you. I think that's, that's pretty much a lot of military and law enforcement mm-hmm. is it? I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And if I do, I, it certainly doesn't want to be with you.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other thing that drives me crazy is the whole, I got pulled over and the officer did this and the officer did that. Can you believe that they did that? You should just say, no, I can't, and then walk away. Yeah, that, that is like, oh, that's the other one of just like, um, you know, people wanting you to kind of like be like, oh, that officer is very, very, very bad. Somebody should take their badge away from them. <laughs> because one, the story that you're telling me is very one-sided. You're not giving me the, all the information, and uh, well... There's the, there's generally more to the story, and so you know when I was in the Marines, mm-hmm.
1: people would say, "Hey, my brother-in-laws, you know, or my such and such is in the Marines. Do you know them? <laughs> Are you serious? Really? Yeah. There's there's like there's
2: 180,000 of us. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know him. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know where he's stationed either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, I think this is one of the, I think this is a, this may be one of those things that's challenging for some of us to, we're going to have to, I don't know. It, I mean Maybe it's a growing pain that, you know, we need to, we do need friends outside of, of Absolutely. this circle because yes. I think there's this um, perspective that friends outside of these circles give us that we don't normally have, you know, and, and, the way they see the world is dramatically different. But they're a window into that world. Um, and we need to be willing to look through it sometimes. We need to, to accept the fact that there are more of them than there are of us. Mm-hmm. And there is a world outside of this work. There is. I mean, we, we may not realize all of it but we need to certainly acknowledge it, and we need to be willing to I don't know, maybe it's just this down-to-earth aspect so that we can see beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be selfish in, in, in my opinions, because I don't know everything. You don't know everything. Oh, no. So
2: I would encourage everybody to. Get a civilian friend.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Have you ever wondered if you want less friends because of this? Like it just makes it so much easier if I had less friends to deal
2: with. Than what I've got.
0: So I, again, this is another one of those that like. I enjoy people and I enjoy getting to know people and I like having friends. I, I feel like particularly my job in law enforcement, my toleration for making small talk has diminished significantly. Like I just don't have much need for. So how's the weather doing? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to have a significant conversation with me about world events or my faith or your faith or, you know, the struggles that you have, your family or your marriage. I, you know, generally I'm, I'm willing to engage, but um, boy, making small talk about the weather or sports or, or even the work that we do or even the work that we do. Um, Yeah, I I I just you know for what for that matter, I I don't even have much tolerance for even politics, (laughs) a whole lot. Because kidding, no. And again, (laughs) I you know, yeah. Well, we won't go down there this tonight. But um, yeah. So those those are actually some really good questions that um.
1: Well, I don't. I I think the the biggest thing is we don't necessarily have to have to have answers to these, but. You know, we need to be mindful of other people and other people that, you know, are friends and not our friends. And um, because we're going to have interactions with people outside of, of of the professions we've had or currently have that are and, and they're just going to be different. They just will be different. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, you know, we talk about faith. I mean. I mean, if we, if we want to be someone of, of a strong faith, Paul said, I'm all things to all people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's really hard to do when you have to put a uniform every day and you try to have to, you're trying to see the world differently through someone else's eyes who doesn't have the same job. That, that's, that's hard. That's difficult because I can't unsee or unhear or unlearn the things that I've already experienced.
2: Mm-hmm
1: but if i want to be someone who
2: is is faith centered i need to not be so rigid i guess in my and my
1: friendships and uh, i think i just gave myself a gut check maybe my wife is right up i'm a friend's <laughs> <Right stuff. laughs> but we we can't be rigid enough to 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 blow to blow those friendships and those people off
2: mhm yeah. So, this may this is gonna be
1: like a, I I think a continual battle, you know, because it's it's dealing with people and it's dealing with people that that are not gonna get it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't, it's never gonna go away. So, it's probably
2: incumbent upon us to to venture out
1: and, and to work harder on those relationships because at one time we were like they like they currently are and unless they completely decide to, to change their their profession they're never going to be like us so maybe that's part of our responsibilities to kind of go back
2: to to a more innocent time for us
0: yeah i you know um I, one of the ones that I just wonder about a little bit too is is people that are uh, medics, firefighters, um, people that are in the the healthcare profession, and I, and I'm not going to go completely down this road, but um, my wife is a nurse practitioner and she works in the NICU. She works with teeny tiny babies, and you know, oftentimes she has to explain to parents why they're premature baby is not going to live. Um, uh, the, the term that they use is um, not viable with life. And Sounds so cool. I know. And, and, it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, even with the, the stuff that I've seen where, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Uh, I can't imagine trying to deal with a newborn life literally weeks, you know, you measure their existence in weeks, not months or years and have to justify why this, this child is going to die to their parents. Right. And, um, (laughs) in so many ways, I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with that and don't imagine, can't imagine what that's like. And, um, again, I come back to the people kind of understand bad guys. People understand the, this person shouldn't be doing what they're doing. It, 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 it's very difficult to kind of understand when uh, you're dealing with innocence.
1: You know, it's funny. I of a buddy. He was, when he was in Iraq, um, they were on patrol. He was in, they were in vehicles. They came to a stop. They were pausing for a moment. And so they took up security, you know, guns out, outboard and just being ready, you know. Um, and they got into a firefight, and um, he says, you know, I had to, he had to pull security on this corner of this building, and um, let's see if I remember this right. I think it was a mother and child. They popped out around the corner, but they both had AKs pointed right at him, and you know, when mm-hmm. they're just, and he was on this, you know, machine gun up in the turret of this Humvee, and lit him up. Mm-hmm. And it was completely reactionary, completely justified, you know. And he looks down at his lieutenant, and they both look at each other, and they kind of just shrug, like, "Yeah, what else are you gonna do?" There is no explanation for that. Mm-mm. And the funny thing is, you know, it seems very callous to tell that story and shrug. But in the moment, even for the person experiencing it, what else can you say? Yeah. You can't explain that. I mean, what are you going to say about it? Yeah. And I think those are those moments, you know, when you're talking to people outside
2: of your normal circle.
1: Are they going to understand that? I mean, heck, we don't even understand it ourselves. I mean, that's one of those things that he's going to experience for forever. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's it. Yep. That's it. Yep.
0: Well, (laughs) I don't have anything else. Don't want to end completely on a downer, but. (laughs) Blame Joe. (laughs) No, no, no. Um,
1: the flip side is we have the opportunity to, to do better. I think, you know, if we don't want to end on a, on a, on a, on the down note, the up note is that
2: um, I, I guess I'm
1: thankful for the friends who haven't experienced everything I have. I'm thankful that they don't, they haven't seen what I've seen. They haven't done what I've done. They haven't trained the way I've trained. They haven't participated in things that I've, I've participated in. And I guess the reason I'm glad is weren't, all those things that they didn't experience exactly why we do this to preserve those yes. things. Yep. Then yep.
0: I'm fine if they don't get it. Yeah. It's okay. Well, and, and honestly, I'm very grateful for the friendships that I have that they, tr- I'm Dave. Right. You know, I'm not officer Hogue. I'm not Sergeant Hogue. I'm just Dave. And so I'm really appreciative of those people that, um, just treat me as another, as another person. Right. And I, you know, I guess, well, I I am appreciative for those friendships. I guess is what I should say. I'm thankful for those people in my life. And so, if that you know, if you find yourself here listening to this podcast, and that's who you are, um, just encourage you to do that. Just to be a friend to somebody in law enforcement, in the military, and just let them be who they are versus always identifying them as a soldier or as an officer or or whatever it may be, um, because that's um. It's just nice to be that person, and 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 even as I say that, there's there's probably more people than I realize. I probably have more people in my life that do that for me, um, than I than I realize, and and I'm just grateful for those people that, um, treat me as Dave and and don't put a label on me. So, yeah, I just want to be a human being. Yep, absolutely. So and I think my family does that for me too. I know we talked about that in a previous podcast, but yeah. Um, I think my family does that for me as well. I'm I'm just dad. I'm just Dave. I'm not.
1: Yeah, I would much there. rather be that
2: than, than, oh, dad is the person
1: in the military. <laughs> oh, I'm a little more than that, I hope. <laughs> so,
0: all right. Well, I think we'll probably come to the end. Anything else that you wanted to say before we sign off? No. All right. Be friends with everybody. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate your time. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have something that you'd like to hear us talk about or if you've got an opinion on something that we've said or uh, want to set the record straight. Um, maybe some insight that we're not aware of. So,
1: yeah, please, please let us know. We, we, we really do want to hear from you. Um, so.
0: Until next time.
2: We'll see you then. See you guys. Bye.